We run the streets, yeah. Yeah, we run the streets, yeah. Them are the program, them are the leads. Yeah, them are the leads, yeah, yeah. Premier League, Bundesliga, Liga, La Liga. Dallas Brothers, we gon' hit you with the football fever. Tuning right here. Them boys will make it smile or even try to. We be rapping from the TMT, my bros and me, more fire than CMT3. So I ask to TV system, all those flicks, they can't touch this. Like Leno when I start testing. Bang, bang. Yo, guys, welcome back to Bias Brothers Podcast. This is much week six. I think this is much week six. Much week six, really, man. Yeah, much week six. Um, and Arsenal finally got a big win on the season. 3-1 against Spurs, Chelsea United both lost to City and Villa respectively. We'll be covering that as well as Arsenal in this podcast. We have Jaria up in Arsenal and John, Randy, Ramian, Seattle up in United, I up in Chelsea. And Tomo is not here to help Liverpool because Liverpool drop points as well, but we could discuss that as well. But let me start with Arsenal. Arsenal... Arsenal is back. <laughs> Arteta is back. Let me, not, let me not get carried away. Let me not get carried away. Oh, okay. Let me, well, let me not get carried away. Hold on. But off, let off, me not get carried away. Off air, you was getting carried away, though. Yeah, you I was getting carried away. <laughs> yeah, in the, the front regards. They brought him with Arteta back. He was never there in the first place. Uh, Arsenal back. Ooh. Arsenal back. They brought him with Arteta back. <laughs> I told you already, Arteta is still out for me personally. Well, Arteta, how long? After to have a FA Cup and a FA Cup final, I think. I can't remember. Whatever it yeah, is. He, he probably have more than a couple of other coaches in the league, but uh, he's still garbage. But anyway, back to the, the more important thing is the team. Yeah, go ahead. Right? And I must say, especially the first half, and I understand what happened in the second half. So for the whole game, I must say, it was a very good overall team performance. Um, I think for the staff, them young boys and them was untouchable. You know, Sackers, ML Smith Rowe, um, Odegaard, like they they already step up to the plate. I think Abumeyang finally gave me a striker's performance in terms of jumping for the ball. Like, I've never seen him jump before. He finally jumped for the ball, tried to head the ball down, link up play, where, you know, just running behind all the time. Like, if you look at the, the ball, he flicked to Emil Smith Rowe. That is him dropping from the forward into the midfield and, you know, coming short. Usually, he's on a sprint behind and, you know, get in behind. That's his whole style of play. So, he looked like a proper forward this weekend. Um, I think party... Plays a big role in the team. Um, Tamiyashu is a monster. Ramsdale over Leno any day. I keep telling them this. They're listening to me. Overall, I like in the Arsenal team. Um, it's a team for the future still. Like, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. It's still a team for the future. But if they can compete at that level for the season, I will be okay. You know? Um, because I just see nice football. I just see passion. I just see attacking football. I just see men playing for the badge. So even though I don't think they will compete for the title or anything, obviously not, 
Um, I do think if they were able to maintain this form or at least maintain this style of playing, and I think that can come from keeping men fit, like Party, Tomiyasu, Tierney, um, both centre-backs, you know, uh, it's really going to stand down to whether or not Arsenal can keep players fit is going to determine this season. Because I think once we miss players in those positions, right, it's back to men like Chambers, back to relying on Xhaka to hold the midfield down, um, back to men like who hold it in, in centre-back, you know? So it's really going to come into Arsenal fitness to determine where we got to end up in this season. I do think, though, that prospects, I definitely can see us making a Europa League if we maintain that kind of football. Um, so, yeah, I, I happy. I have no complaints about this weekend. None. None at all. <laughs> well, you, you consider goal, though, if you're going to well, so uh, let me talk about, about that goal, right? Um, I think that goal came from you could, the immaturity in the team, the youth in the team, because you could see that the players switched off for a second when Jaka went down and the other guy went down, and it looked like the refuse about to blow his whistle, and you could see that the players like kind of like came to like a like a momentary standstill where they told the whistle can't blow and it can't stop. But Spurs kept playing, and you could see that that right there kind of threw off people's focus, and they kind of you could see the lofty focus, and they didn't um, keep in the position that they were supposed to, and keep doing what they were doing. That was what's good defending and parking the bus. I could see them switch off. So yes, the score goal, but again, I I kind of feel sorry for them for the goal because you could see the youth in them. Make them lapse concentration. Um, but other than that, I mean, small thing. You defend them for the second half, 3 0 up. You probably will consider a goal at four or five minutes of their sustaining pressure. A goal might come. So, I mean, any day is three points. I go take it. Well, it's Arsenal first win in the North London since 2018. So, what does this mean for us? Really? Uh, yeah. Last win. Because, nah, man. We went last win was, sometime, but... was December 2018 in the league. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, what does this mean for Arsenal? Is is it now that Arsenal are now better than Spurs? And have they surpassed Spurs for the first time in so long? Um, I want to say that Arsenal was never below Spurs in terms of team for team. I think Spurs used to rely heavily on two players, which is Son and Kane, and they used to really pull them out of many situations. But to say that I look at Spurs team and I used to be worried or I wasn't comfortable Arsenal could beat them was never the case. Like, I'm never going to uh, North London derby against Tottenham and ever feel like this game impossible for us to win. You know, I've gone against Chelsea and felt that way, Man City felt that way, Liverpool felt that way, but I've never gone against Tottenham and feel like, yeah, boy, this one, I mean, my guess, spank, boy. You know, I never felt that. So for me, I, who is Spurs, boy? <laughs> 
what is Aspel? You know, um, but again, Arsenal season is going to depend on keeping men fit. If men not fit for the season, and if we get injuries to key places, and again, them key places is going to be that back line, right? And that and party is the CDM. I think everywhere else we have cover. You have Saka, Pepe, Abumyang, Nakazet, Odegaard, um, Emil Smith Rowe. I think we have cover up front to play around with the men. But you see that back four and that CDM position with party playing. If anybody now that five and our name get injured, I think we have problems. Because I can't take holding again. I can't take Chambers playing right back again. I can't take a makeshift left back playing for Tony. I can't take Pablo Mari's slow tail. You know, I can't, I, as I see them men play, I can't take it again. I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back to them men. So, yeah. Well, up next for Arsenal is a Champions League game in mid- I mean, all shots way, but. <laughs> Yeah, they bring you high down now. But the high car, I guess, that is so. That's not me coming down this week. Well, next game. Next game is in Europa League, is in Europa. Oh, wait, shut. No. Conference Conference League. We, boy, misery love company, boy. Them men have a bad weekend and trying to bring me down. But they can't bring me down. My next game for Arsenal is Brighton on the weekend. And Brighton been a kind of bogey team for Arsenal in, in recent pictures. Yeah. And Brighton doing well this season so far. So, yeah, approach Brighton, Brighton the same have, way. Brighton have four to collect. <laughs> I was not going to ask if you approach Brighton the same way I approach Spurs. Uh, they came up whenever they came up a few years ago and they maintained the status. And as they say, they they're doing well right now, you know. I mean, if they won today, they would have gone to his place. So that's that's credit to them. Um, but I watched the game today because I was doing a little scouting and you know, <laughs> to see what's going on. <laughs> if I had a minute to jump in for two minutes, I mean, in as much as Arsenal played well, we can. I think it had a lot to do with Spurs being completely sub also. I mean, from the past that I stuff, I see. That was abysmal, boy. Like, there's your big game for this season, North London, that way, and I saw you coming out away from home. I mean, in this, in the one Spurs play Chelsea, that was the same way. They were just too close. Last week? Nah, last week, first half, there was high energy pressing. Well, it was only back foot for plenty. Well, I, I think that is more Chelsea starting slower than Spurs being good. Because Chelsea have been starting slow this season. And it Show in the city game as well, which we will be. Ak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brighton, um, honestly, they didn't look anything too special today. Um, I, I don't think they could go, I don't think they could go to the toe with the Arsenal team that could be feeble against them on Saturday. Um, I think Jack is injured now. Thank God, this good things just keep happening to me. So, <laughs> we might see. An even more attacking team where he put Olegaard to play next to party. So um, deep one? Well, he did it once, you know. He did it some game and I liked it. It was fun to watch. <laughs> um, 
uh, it was Norwich, but I think it was Norwich, where he played party, Odegaard, Saka, Emerson, Row, Pepe, Aboumian. He was wild then. You know he had to score. <laughs> um, when he was Burnley, I don't know. But my story is, um, I don't, I just don't see Brighton actually getting any better of us. I, I generally believe in this backline now. Like this backline to the keeper, I've never felt more comfortable to ask my backline in a long time. Mm. I actually trust the man there, especially this Tommy Asuka. I don't know where to find him, boy, but he, he proper. He nah, he is good. He is good. That's a good yeah. replacement for Bellerin. For sure, for sure. Bellerin going there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, Bellerin. What you come back? What you come back for? What you come back for? Yeah, so in my into the value for the season. That's a Miyasu. 15 million. Man, like a, a year that I bargained for him, oh, honestly. Because he good, he good. He Korean. Yeah, he's Japanese. 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 Oh. You know? Um, and again, I think, I think, I still not, I ain't believe in Ben White yet, as yet. Um, but he's still the best of the worst. And I believe in Gabriel and I believe in Tony. And I, Becoming a true believer Ramsdale now, you know. Um, I think Ramsdale so much more vocal than Leno. Leno was like a like a big hims boy. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, but like comparing them now, it's like wait, boy, why are we even just start this man in Leno boy? Leno was so quiet, and Ramsdale has that energy that is hype the whole backline, you know. And all yourself, yourself, uh, Martinez for to keep Leno too. Yeah, but mm. I understand the I understand the politics in that one, but it was like you know by Leno a year ago, at that point in time when we sold Martinez a year or two max, and Martinez there about a hundred yeah he there before he there when Venga come he come with Venga, <laughs> you know so he was there for 11, 12 years, when what thirty million or something for him, I think they probably saw the opportunity to sell him and they said you know they will. Um, but it's okay because I think Ramsdale is going to prove himself to be a very top keeper with Arsenal. Um, he's been doing a good job so far. And again, I love his passion. I love his energy. Um, he's making good saves. He's much better with his feet than Leno is. Sometimes a little too good because he wanna play too he's gonna play pretty a little too much sometimes. And I feel like he I feel like it have a goal coming where he can try to overdo it. Second goal of this whole weekend. Correct. Like that moment was mm. one of the moments where it could have gone the completely other direction. You know? So I know that that one pending, but it's okay though, because I go take 27 games of good distribution and one bad game where he tried to be too tricky. You know, I don't mind doing that because it's better than I know that's playing 10 games where he distribute one and the other 28 where it's nonsense. Like he can't pass the ball, he can't keep the ball out, he stick too long on the ball. Ramsey, that's like, I don't know, but Ramsey energy just, I don't know, it's infectious, boy. Like his energy is so infectious. So I believe in my backline, and I think the backline is going to be a, that backline plus party is going to determine our season. Well, so, yeah. all right. Well, they move from the Capri Red side and North London. Yeah. And- Move to the quality champions of Europe, Blue West Side of London, where Chelsea hosted City. 
Lupita the Champions League final and Pep finally got one on two shows. Oh, yeah, really host them, buddy. We are yours. How nice are you to them? I really host them. <laughs> I mean, we still get it from the start, playing a 3 5 2 China. Absorb pressure with no creative outlet. Obviously, Mount was injured. And I think this game needed to start Howard. We needed to play a 3 4 3. We needed to play a 3 4 3 with Howard or Steak. Somebody to supplement Timo and Lukaku because they were just up there on an island by themselves. It was just the two strikers and everybody else. And it had no creative outlet to put passes forward, to put passes forward. And we suffered because we were just under pressure throughout the whole game until like the 60th minute when Tushil decided to play 3 4 3. And that is when we started to play football, which we should have started. In, like that in the first place. But I think Tuchel did our pepper in the Champions League final and overthink it. Because it had no way we should have been playing 3 5 2 against City. No possible way. And with, especially with Timo and Lukaku. Come on, bro. That makes no sense. It makes zero sense. So we, we, we suffered because of that decision. And even Tuchel, in the post match interview, said it was his fault because. Of the decision that he made to play 3-5-2 and to sit back and absorb pressure and play on the counter-attack. So, tactically, he got it wrong and he admitted that he got it wrong. And we just had a move from there. Jesus score kind of fluxy deflection goal, which had much better. We just had a move. You know, the only two goals we conceded was from Jesus and Mohammed. So, <laughs> we had a... I feel like the more goals that they concede every week, you come see. Mexico we well the only three goals the week after the only four goals we can see the dog is our goal from open play. Nah it it, 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 it had to be it had to be some kind of some kind of religious aspect because we sell Abraham uh, we sell Abraham we bring in Saul and then Jesus and Muhammad's corner. So. I doubt you just make that reference. <laughs> <laughs> that that hotel, that hotel. <laughs> but yeah, we just had a move. We was we had to lose eventually, and I'm glad we're losing at this stage rather than the business end of the season or in the middle of the season. So we had a tough start to the season. We played arguably Arsenal, supposed to be tough. So we played Arsenal, we played Spurs, we played City, we played Liverpool. In six games, we played four of the big six. And we got a win, well, two wins, a draw and a loss, which isn't bad. I would take that in the first six. And we do have another top six team until December, I think. So between now and December, we should be winning every single week. While no, are you playing are you playing man you in November? November. Sure. Well, November, December, somewhere around there. But between yeah. now and then, we have a pretty I don't want to say easy, but on paper, easy run. So we should we should be winning every week. Scarlet without counting, let me not count the Arsenal game because Arsenal didn't have a lot of their starting players, right? Three big games, the Spurs game. Lukaku was there for the Spurs game. Yeah. He didn't score. No. He was there for the Liverpool game. Yeah. He didn't score. 
Yeah, yeah, he was there for this Man City game. Yeah, Shana Alu, that he's not a big game player. No, I just asked him. You know. I just, I just. No, that that's what you said, Scarlett. <laughs> I just asked him. You're trying to say he's not a big game player? Okay. No, no, no. I just asked him if he play and if he score or not. Now nah, he didn't score. He didn't score. Oh, <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, wow. very, very interesting. Wait, I feel like I see that somewhere before. Look, I'm not showing up in big games. Mm-hmm. Where, boy? I tried to tell a little bit. I wonder where that could be, boy. I don't know how glad is not where he was before. <laughs> well, he, he will show up. He will show up. Don't worry. I, I, even if he doesn't, if he, even if he is a small team bully, I don't mind that. That plenty he... small teams. <laughs> yeah, small exactly. Teams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Prem, the way Prem getting competitive, I don't know how many teams they could continue calling small teams. You know? Yeah, but he goes score against the likes of Norwich and Burnley and Southampton and he goes score against them teams. Even though, even though he might still look at Burnley and say, you know, Burnley tough. You know, he's, he, he likes to score against those teams. And I think he likes to score in big games too. You know, I think it comes into the overall team performance as well. Because he's not getting any service. This is yeah, Jamie like, got zero against, service. Against City, City completely out. Bro, bro, I see Lukaku had ball and four men on the man, boy. It was a 4v1. The man... He was... I was, I was like, how oh, still running? But I see Bernardo Silva in the 86 minutes still running around. He feels like, nah, boy. This man have to be roast. There's no way this man not roast. Talking about Bernardo. After the game, Bernardo celebrate like if it's our Champions League final. If it's the man, man on his knees and, and celebrating hard, but like, bro, yeah, calm yeah. down, boy. They wanted this game bad for that final. No, 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 no. Yeah, the worthy game bad for multiple reasons because the status is poor. Let's be honest. City status is very poorly. And there was signs of four behind. If Chelsea won that, if I mean, yeah, there was draw the draw with Southampton. They lost to some bogey team. They lost to Spurs. <laughs> they lost to Spurs on opening day. To Spurs, right? <laughs> that has the bogey team, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I would say there was again the most. The, I wouldn't say there were any best results that they could have been getting, and the. I think it was writing them off, and if they the the gap would have become significantly bigger. But now by winning the back in the, the back in the, the mix, you know, the right where they need to be again. So I think this is because they're finding back themselves. Um, yep. personally, because I, I think right now, if City play that way, it have very few teams that could challenge them. You know, you know who could challenge, you know who could challenge them. A Chelsea team playing a three four three. Cause as I said, this three five two none. You find so boy because I don't I don't think Chelsea had a midfield to go to the to that 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 um city midfield boy. Now nah, you man personally you personally nah I don't think so boy because I don't think I other than Kante, I just don't see anybody else in Chelsea who could really run with them man boy because oh, but Nah, 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 of course, we're being serious, boy, we're being serious. We're being serious. I'm not saying that they're good players, you know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they're boring, ah, then Bernardo and them, them men was running circles around them, man. Attacking, defending circles in both aspects, (laughs) you know. So, I don't see 
Chelsea still have, and Chelsea still have football is not even that whole midfield game. Chelsea still have football is to kind of sit back a little bit, absorb pressure, and then hit any counter attack. Yeah, but the thing is, we had no creative players to play that counter attack. Which is what I tried to do. <laughs> we're missing Mount, we're missing Ziyech, we're missing Pulisic. We had no creative outlet, and that is where we suffered. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, City could say we are no forward. Because that man named Gabriel Jesus is not a forward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he played right wing, though. Yeah. Funny enough, he played right wing for most of the game, though. He did play right wing for most of the game. Yeah. Which yeah. I think helped. Which I think helped. Um, back to the, the creativity thing. I think we seriously missed Mount. Like, all, this season, Mount hasn't been on his last season form. But... That's if the game showed that we missed that creativity that Mouthless brings. And even when Havertz came on in the second half, whenever it was, he still didn't offer what Mouthless usually offer. And just didn't have any creative service to Lukaku to Timo. Timo was basically trying to do everything on his own. And Lukaku, as I said before, was marked out of the game 4v1, 3v1. Yeah, and then we're just you know keeping him, keep him out of the game, and it's just so frustrating for him as a striker. So yeah, Mount, you could see Mount value for Chelsea. From nah, boy. Mount You're is. Nah, I know captain. I serious. Mount is Mount under, not just their extra DM. Oh, not hey, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. No, but let me be honest, It's not. It wasn't a case of. The wrong play on the field. This is system I was playing. I was sitting down, parking the bus, not even properly because the amount of chances City had. Um, so I don't think you could have put on Pulisic, Mount, all them. I think they'd still be playing defensively. But you know, is if Pulisic and Mount and them was on the field, we wouldn't be playing three five two. That's the point. Correct, but that, that was saying he probably wouldn't play them either way because even it's available. He wasn't gonna play them because the man came with a plan and the plan was wrong. And that's what that's, that's the whole morally story is no matter who was available and who wasn't available. Now I think, it's I who think was, he I came think with a plan. I think it was who was available. Because had if Mount play, no way Mount play in three five. No way. You know what I think? I think if Lukaku wasn't there, they wouldn't try to play that three five two and they would not have lost the game. That's what I <laughs> I mean, this, I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't think Tushy get completely wrong. I think it was a decent idea to try. Because you could see the, 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 um, the play he was trying to attempt where you're putting Wuna to chase the ball down and then Wuna's job was to feed Lukaku in the box. Yeah, but the thing is, Wuna and Lukaku was like by themselves up in attack and just like each other team and in midfield had a huge gap. So it was defense, a gap, and forward. And it just yeah, wasn't working. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But I mean, you don't need Mount to fill that gap. You could easily tell somebody, like, can I have... Can so, I... Well, who have the creative... Who have Mount creativity to fill that gap? Who starts See, because that, that, that's not the style of play you're playing. You're playing a game where you're trying to put Una in behind to chase the ball, which he did a couple times well. And then you just need men to hang around now on top of the box in the box. You don't need nobody to become a creative midfielder there. You just need men who can shoot. 
Which is but supposed if, to be anyone here forwards. But if you're defending, oh, guys, we don't really have any box to box besides Kovacic. And they could argue, can't they? So, it's not going to have anybody in the box anyway. Only going to have Lukaku in the box and Lukaku Mm-hmm. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You, you, you need to, to plug that space, but I don't think Mount is the answer to plug any space because it doesn't matter who you... I was saying, like, it, it could put anybody to plug it. It didn't need to be Mount. It could have been anybody because you're not, you're not putting a creative plug. You're putting a plug regardless. A plug who could shoot. A plug who could just get into the box. It doesn't need to be Mount is what I'm saying. You know? Like you don't yeah. need somebody to pick up the ball and pick up that pass, or. No, I think that's um, exactly what we need. You know, that's exactly what. We need. But have us get. I mean, we're not getting the ball. All the way down. <laughs> like, chasing the ball and running with the ball straight down the field. So I mean, where were creativity for? That's your creativity there. A man well, running. <laughs> when he <laughs> running down the field, and then what? Then what? He had to yeah. turn back anyway because he had to not call the, call the sack. He had to turn back and come back. Right. And when oh, he yes. turned back, it should have a man on top of the box or in the box. <laughs> you play too much FIFA. You play too much FIFA. <laughs> no, honestly, it's probably like a, it was probably a mix of personnel and Tuchel probably just wanted to try something against a big team knowing full well he had plenty big games coming up later in the season. Like if you're going to try something, Do it six no. game in the league is not a bad game to try something. Not the final yeah. of the Champions League. Enough, like what Pep do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, from what I saw, Tuchel had a clear plan for Chelsea to play defensively because I turn on the TV sometimes and these fellas just couldn't come out. You're just seeing who's the three midfielders from City was Rodri, Bernardo Silva, and the other guy just swarming down midfield. And plenty of the times, them fellas was just trying to hit it long for Werner and Lukaku to exactly. just and, and hope for something on top. So I don't know if that was all part of Tuchel plan, but it looked like that because not once I saw that happen. That was happening whole game because them three were causing City midfield was just pressuring them. Yeah, and then you will be a man come for Rich James again. <laughs> boy, <Yeah. laughs> that, that's real unfortunate, boy. Because James was playing real good. And then he came to way, boy. That's the way do, boy. He <laughs> do. <laughs> You know, what, you, know what I, you know what I feel? <laughs> like, this man coming and fronting to be a genius. I just feel he run out of steam. Nah, come on, don't go there. Next week, he going and pick up a five or something. So. Don't go there, don't go there. Don't go he there. run out of steam. It's like when Emery come in the Prem hot. Don't go there. After three, four games, he watered down. Don't go there. But, talking about Managers and teams who are not as teammates over United. <laughs> Let's <Thanks>. talk United. <laughs> team, you're not luck, you're not everything. But not as team. I mean, we lost. Um, uh, we created enough chances to win the game. We didn't put the game away. <laughs> you you didn't watch the same game I watched. <laughs> what do you mean? If you're saying that, oh, you create chances to win the game, same way you say Villa could have. Because if you talk about your misses, Villa had some clear misses too. So if you go what in, I had to say, do with me. No, hold on. What I had to do with me. No, but you're saying that, oh, yeah, had chances no, to I win said the game. We created enough chances to bear the game, and we didn't. But and I think identically, Aston Villa also created chances to bury that game as well. Let me, let me talk about let me talk about the, the big chance, which was the penalty idea. 
Oh, wait, no, let me do my comments. Here I shake your hand. Here I shake your hand. When you're not talking to crap, and that's you all kind of nonsense. <laughs> nobody now, nobody now say nothing to me. Let me talk. Go ahead, go ahead. We created enough chances to win the game, or at least score before Villa scored. Um, conceding in the 88 minutes, that was just like a dagger. I mean, Cavani and that fella. I don't know if Cavani was supposed to be the guy or it was just a clever run and a goal, whatever the case was. It was Cavani, though. It definitely was Cavani. Okay. So Cavani was on the guy. The guy went to the ball before Cavani, scored on the near post. The hair was stuck, couldn't move. Fine, we conceded one in eighty. Well, let me ask. Let me ask a question. Was it um offside or a foul on this year, or whatever you want to call it? For what? When goal, Watkins the goal, the goal, the goal, Watkins was kind of like impeding this year. I don't find. I don't find so. It was. It was, it was offside. The way they call in the game now, it was offside. Yeah, I actually thought it was. Okay. I mean, I didn't care. I was happy, but I felt like it was offside. All right, let me let me something. Let me explain. Let me explain. So. You have three types of offside, right? You have interfering with play, interfering with opponent, and gaining advantage. In this case, it would be interfering with opponent, and that is, in this case, it would be if the here line of vision was being blocked, which it was not. Nah, man. Hence the reason you cannot give it offside. Because the here could have clearly seen the ball. was hugging that man, basically, bro. But his line of vision wasn't blocked. But Sky, if I see a man, if a man who had a gun next to me and shooting at me, and I could see the gun, but a man had me strapped down there, the man not interfering with me getting shooting. Scarlet, just all that news watch the last game last week was if guys saw they going and call it, they should have called it outside in this game. Uh I I I think the decision was the right call. It was no offside. No offside for me. Was the way they call in the game. It was I, I, I mean, that's a... think it's offside based on exactly based on what they're doing and they have been doing. I think it's offside because I think he's interfering with the Gia's a ability to see the ball and he's impeding his he's impeding a lot of things on the Gia. Like the Gia is occupied with him trying to push him off, all kind of stuff. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like personally, like I've seen it been called okay. before, okay, but tactically. Isn't it like somebody else's responsibility to keep that man away from the keeper, though? That too. Yes. No, but yeah, but if he's standing at offside position, why would you go back to play him on? So, I mean, well, technically, from the corner, there is no offside, right? Because yeah, the ball on the line. So, technically, someone should be there still in case the ball going there, like who's the watch this year. So somebody should be on him still and then step off if the ball come somewhere else. So they're marking him. They were blocking him from impeding this year and as the ball crossing, they step off of him. So now he's in an offside position. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's offside. We'll continue. <laughs> um, I don't really want to hop on the offside too much because it is what it is. Yeah, it's unfair, but it is one of those things. Um, VAR and the refs. You know, it is what it is. Um, I wouldn't say United created enough clear chances. I think there was a lot of selfishness probably going on on top. 
which is, I don't really have a problem with because you could cure that. That's easy to cure. It showed that you was getting into good positions and you just make bad decisions on top. And I think on top, you have enough quality for those guys to figure it out. Mason, somebody will get Mason and say, hey, look up and pass a little bit more. Um, somebody will get at, um, not really Ronaldo, Ronaldo had a decent game. Somebody will get at Pogba and Bruno and say, hey, watch the quality of shots are they taking. Um, but for me, those two main areas in this game that worried me. And the first one was the wide play because the width, the lack of width was startling because everybody want to come inside and do their own thing. And then when you're not making good decisions, when you come inside on the, in the final third, you know, it's not going to work out well most of the time. And the second thing, again, is midfield. I mean, McFred, boy, this, you know, is that area that everybody knew coming into the season. Need a DM. You have two men in midfield trying to do one-man job, basically. They're dropping so deep to try and get the ball. And the problem with that is when they drop so deep, the rest of the forward line not coming back with them to make it come back. So there's this space where defense here, the two midfielders here, and the attackers were over here. So even if the midfielders pick up the ball, they don't have the talent to turn and distribute it, as we all know with McTominay and Fred. Uh, so I think it's an issue of playing off from the back and definitely the system. I mean, just to contrast it with Arsenal's second goal, for example, because Villa were pressing attempting to press high, like how Spurs were pressing Arsenal that second goal. Arsenal's second goal, the team was deep, but they were compact. Look where Aboumeyang pick up that ball, like almost on the halfway line, if not in his own half, to flick that ball for Emil Smith-Rowe. And when they had guys coming deep, whoever was here was making the overlapping runs and playing into What space. a flick, yeah? What a it was flick. A great, anyway. It was a great flick <laughs> and because he, he, he saw Emil Smith-Rowe had this space on that side in front of him, instead of coming inside. And United, when they're trying to play out from the back, they do have that enough. It's too disjointed. It's too, um, too much space in between midfield and attack. And, you know, that's a problem with system. That's a problem with personnel. But it's also down to coachnal. I mean, I, I not only out or anything, but you're seeing this. You're seeing it happening and you're not really doing anything about it. Either you're not doing anything about it because one, you think is okay and you're waiting for the players to prove themselves and come out of it. Or two, you don't trust the other. So either way is a, a big problem. And this was a game where Villa didn't come and park the bus. So you can't blame it on them, you know, just, oh, you feel to break down a low block. No, it wasn't that. It was just a combination of bad decision-making and problems we were already aware of. So in terms I of the bigger picture, I'm not really too worried because there will be more games like this, most likely. The worst thing probably was the injuries to show who's arguably one of the best fullbacks in the world. And Maguire. And Maguire. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was making a point. Yeah, I mean... People always say, oh, we're making a big deal over the limit position. Oh, we only have quality. I mean, every week is the same issue with the midfield, especially when 
Fred plays. So as as Ojana was saying, not compact. But even when we get the ball, it's almost like we don't have the ball really. As when we try to play out, we lose it. Um Ole, I don't know. I find he getting show up more now because we have quality, better quality attackers on the pitch. So it's like you can't say rush, you can't say Marshall is is not good or Rashford not mature or whatever excuse you usually use. We have proper defenders. So we can't say, oh, Lindelof is giving away the odd goal. It's glaring now where the weakness in the team is. And it's like he playing bird box because every week he put in on McTominay and Fred once they are both fit. So I don't know. I mean, I always ask this question. What is he seeing in training to be always, I don't have a problem with McTominay. To be always picking Fred. I don't know what he's seeing in training to be always picking Fred. And I don't know how bad everybody else, and by everybody else, how bad Van der Beek could be training for him not to even get a sweat in a Prem game. Like, Fred will give away three goals and still start the next game. And they will say, oh, he has a great work rate. But how you can be a midfield and can pass, like these things are fundamental. So I don't know if he going like have the balls to say, oh, this man had to get dropped. Let me try something different. Also, a thing I don't like with the coach is like he behaving like he running a charity thing, like or it's like an orphanage and these youth and them don't have the parents. It's like Oh, I didn't like how the Villa players were surrounding the boys. <laughs> like, bro, the man them forget rough up. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make sure your team have steel. So it's like all these little whims, wimpy, wimpy excuses. It just sending the wrong message to the um, team. Because um, I know that too, I mean, uh, Mourinho that. would have never come out and say something. So. On top of never. that. Too. You see the long estate you know, right after the apology. And I was like, bro, you just messed up penalty. It's not like if you kill a man or something. No, but I, I think that's more from Bruno's man. I think take real responsibility for the team results. Bruno's man, I think he, because he basically will be captain now. I think he took the armband when Maguire left. Yeah. I feel like he's the leader on and off the pitch. So I think, you know how people, the players will do apologies like that for the PR and you know it's the agent and you know they're doing it. I don't think that was, that was Bruno. Bruno was oh, a man who was genuinely feeling like real bad. And I think that's why he put that out. I mean, it was cringy, yes, but oh, I, I could understand, you know, I, I'll give him I that. Mean, he, he, I mean, I was even joking with Scarlett and saying that, boy... He should have just cut it down and said, next time I'll, I'll let Ronaldo take the pen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just see him all of that thought. That's all you need. But I, I do get what Jono is saying still. Him, him kind of, him take it, even when we lose, him take it a lot harder than everybody else. He can visibly see that. 
and again with the modern game is like there's this obligation no, not the modern game with social media is like there's this extra obligation for the players to you know personally reach out to the fans especially when they let down the team even if it's like a perceived responsibility it's like more players take it up now. Um, I mean, and it's PR. Me, it's PR. I, it is not all PR because some players just don't care either way. It's just I think it's some of it. Is like a <laughs> yeah, I think it's a personal preference. Like, and it's usually players who are passionate about the game will always try to say, "Jano, I mean, could have done better. Or could have." You know, let's bounce back or whatever the case is. But you have to admit, even though we're trolling his response, you have to admit that, I mean, you, you, you're conceding the 88, and you get a chance for save a point, and then not even a save. is like, yeah, it's terrible. As a leader, it's, it's terrible. So, I mean, all that essay thing wasn't necessarily what we would have do because it's it kind of cringy, but yeah, he's just owning up to your responsibility. Well, we didn't hear Seattle for the entire episode so far. So, yeah, I was planning to take your time to talk. One first point I think Wally is a fraud. Um, Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's what I I agree with everything that Rami is saying. I mean, okay, you think, well, everybody has mixed views on if Beagle was offside or not. I personally, I don't, I don't consider it offside, but as a big manager, you come out in your post-match interview and all you could talk about is, well, the goal was offside and they're not supposed to get a goal and thing and this and that. Like, you cannot even own up to say, that default was probably in who you started with. You started yeah. starting lineup. Default was in the fact that, you know, United is not the strongest team considering the midfield the game. And that's one thing I respected was also mine because of the starting lineup that I picked, you know. different. It could have a different result. You just, for the entire thing, you're just talking... Um, if if Eagle wasn't allowed, then you know they would get a point, whatever the cases. It was I a little bit more manager, new-ish, to be honest. Yeah. If as a manager you come out and all the goal wasn't supposed to be allowed, then you don't know, like you clearly cannot see what is going on with your players. It's not only about uh, a goal being conceded, it's about why that goal was conceded, what happened to lead to that? What happened to lead to United? Losing out on that three points or possibly drawing on 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 and to get this thing up. Why I have to come and see them starting every single game? McTominay, I agree with. I don't have a problem. Why is Fred constantly on that pitch every single weekend? What does he bring to the team? Nothing. Nothing. Fred will have one decent game in like five games. I think he had what? Did he even have a decent game for this season? I have no idea. First game. Right. There we go. And it wasn't even the entirety of the first game. It was part of the first game. And the thing is, it's not a secret anymore. It's not something that only United fans could pick up on. Every single team in the Premier League knows United weak spot. It is in the midfield. We have no midfield. Everybody knows 
Fred, once they, I think once teams see that Fred is in the starting lineup, them saying, yeah, boy, we're sure to get a point on United today. <laughs> like, you know, let me go out and have some fun, boys, because Fred and Holland are nothing. And it's exactly what Ramia said. It's like, when we have the ball, we still do not have the ball. And I think Ole, I don't know, I think he missing out on finding the proper formation. Because as, um, who was saying it? As John was saying, you know, if... Chelsea decided to try something different. Now would be the best time to try it because it's so early in this season. So you as a manager, you have different people you could bring on to replace Red. You have, as, as Ramya said, you have Van de Beek on the bench. Now is the time that you want to try to keep switching our players and seeing what's working best before we reach mid-season game week, at least. I've I not seen any of that. All I've seen is Fred starting every weekend. United always have no problem in the midfield. When we get the ball, we're struggling to keep it. I mean, Bruno Palancy miss was a, a big thing for me, but I, I, I wouldn't say that it was a constant problem because Bruno is putting the work. So miss penalty, yeah, it was disappointing, but I'm not going to hold it to him because he's do what he needs to do majority of the time. Yeah, I just I just not seeing United finishing at the top of the table, as I was saying earlier, if Ooh. nothing is going to be changed by Ole, to be honest. Ooh. But if you're not if you're not willing to swap, I don't know what what this man have with Fred. I don't know what is going on there. But if you're not willing to substitute Fred as a player or leave Fred out of the starting lineup and try with the rest of the men on the bench, then I don't see us getting anywhere because United could be great. United could be top at attacking. They could be they could be great. But when it comes to the midfield, the game is not only about attacking. United is not only about attacking. We know that is not the kind of game United is playing constantly. And if you can't hold on your midfield, if you can't keep a ball in the mid, then how it is we expect it to go anywhere when a ball goes to Fred? Every single game we have in this issue over and over, and nothing is being done to fix it. I mean, it's it, we can't we can't buy an next player right now. But work with the players they have there. And as Rami is saying, how bad these men have to be in training that they're not getting the start at all. <laughs> I refuse to believe that they're doing so much nonsense that he just didn't get out of my sight. I don't just see earlier. Fred, you will be starting every single week. You are on the field. I refuse to believe it. I don't know what is the attachment here after Fred, but he needs to start thinking tactically. Things not working when Fred is on the field, we're going into the sixth game, you need to make some kind of changes. And I don't know if it's going to come. And to be honest, I don't if if that if them changes then come, we're going to struggle. We really going to struggle and we're going to miss out on the points that we need to get. And I don't know what else we could do, but the only solution I see is to get Fred out of there. Out on bad boy. <laughs> That was I a nice little that. rap, boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they tried. That, that girl coming. <laughs> Super. I, I, wish, I wish Ole was still on Twitter. We could have <laughs> sent in the link to this part. When I, <laughs> like, I all forgiven players a chance. Just like with Sancho, I wouldn't call Sancho a flop because it's early. He hasn't played his 10 games yet. He is fairly new to United. But, oh God, come on, Fred. What? Why are you being paid? He, he moving like Griezmann. You come mm. to scam United out of the money. Honestly, genuinely, the way, no, no, honestly, the way she feels about Fred is exactly why she feels about Xhaka. Like, it is conf- confusing, like, but like, how are you starting? You calling yourself how a professional footballer, you waking up in the morning and telling yourself, yeah, boy, let me call me United but United the, biggest, the biggest ripscull to me is not a player, is the coach that is keep picking them, boy. That's the biggest that's ripscull to me. It's like, how you cannot see this man door with it, boy? Like, how you not see 
I do like, is he blind or I don't? I see Fred like do some kind of magic on this man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, Freddy man nudes or something. Before we wrap up, let me go, Andy. Um, basically everything I'll say completely agree. Well, I'll start with the game first, right? Um, the way Aston Villa come out didn't surprise me. They tried to do the same thing against Chelsea the week before, but Chelsea showed the quality and beat them. They came out hard against us, pressing really high, forcing us into mistakes. Overall, um, it was a definitely a bad day at the office for United, and definitely not the first one we have had for the season. Because this game reminds me a lot of the Wolves game where we got very lucky to get a 1-0 win. So it wasn't right. surprising. I have no... Is- Look, you see, right? This Now I reach into the coaching part, right? I have no issues with the McFred partnership in it. But I have issues where you have a coach who have um, a certain amount of players in his ranks and he don't know how to utilize them because a good coach will work with what he has and still get success. Look, last year, Chelsea's missing a quality striker for the whole season. They come out with that Champions League and they come out with good runs in the league. Pep, Pep changed his system. The man didn't have a striker for the whole season and they still come out and they win the league. Ole clearly does not have a CDM. You have to work to your advantages. You have so much attacking players. Use them. They're how many goal men score against Aston Villa in that game? They didn't score a single goal. If you know your weaknesses in the midfield, well, you can't go and try and dominate no midfield in no game. You have to outscore your opponent. You have to put three, four goals against Aston Villa. If you concede, fine. That is no problem. That is not really your strength in the team. Your strength is not defense. Your strength is not in the midfield. Your strength is going forward and you have to utilize your strength. You have to play a kind of madman football. That is the only way you'll get success. Like how Atalanta was a couple of seasons ago, how Ajax tried to play Monaco. That kind of attacking football, that's the kind of football I want to see United playing. And also, I am seeing, and I know this was coming, eh? the Ronaldo effect is coming. And the Ronaldo effect is taking its effect on Greenwood. It is taking its effect uh, on Bruno. Nah, stop that one thing. Stop that one thing. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> don't do that, don't do that. Do you mean go do that? It's okay, nothing like Ronaldo. You mean go do that? Ronaldo in the last two games, all the goals man scores pure luck or no. some, a good piece of no. individual play. Oh. Come on, bro. We are talking. I find he still scoring, and that's also important. We are talking about. Bro, the, the goal goals Ronaldo score was luck. Come on, man. The first one he scored against Sam was our side boy. Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle. You want to keep our hand in the ball? Right, the keeper hands in the ball, right? The next goal he scored was good play, fine. Then against West Ham, the end keeper fumbled the ball again. Of course. Right? Well, I think he was where he was right? supposed to be. He saw the and, chance and he went there and oh. he got the shot. Right, but they had a, um, parts of the game where Ronaldo got the ball in midfield. I see the man 40 yards out and trying to bust bullet. Yes, he's capable of doing it. <laughs> not 40, bro. Don't exaggerate like that. It's not 40. Oh. Oh. Come on, come on. Okay, Don't 59, power. 59. Right, 35, 40, 30 yards, whatever. <laughs> he had Greenwood on the wing, he ignored him, and he hit a shot wide. I know he's capable of these shots, but sometimes United this season show that they're best when they counter-attacking, right? And Ronaldo is not a counter-attack player anymore. United accustomed to players 
good wingers, right? 10 years ago, that Ronaldo and this Ronaldo is two different Ronaldo. This Ronaldo is a more of a target man. United have to find a way to suit this style to this man somehow because they need to score more goals. They have to utilize the attacking players. They have. And I see with Greenwood too. Greenwood had some chances as well in this game that he didn't put away. So they need to get it together. And Ole, Ole is a coward because he's not going to change that playing style. And I'm not going to see Fred benching no games anytime soon. And well, exactly. honestly, hashtag, game on Wednesday. honestly well, hashtag free Van de Beek. That is, that is all I have to say. Let me only see Fred on the Champions League game. I'm taking off the TV. And <laughs> you know, Van de Beek is um, Van de Beek is United sponsor. So he's a <laughs> team viewer. Yeah. And well, the last thing I have to say too is um, the injuries to Maguire <laughs> and Luke Shaw. That is additional losses in addition to the um the results. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what we're gonna happen. Exactly. Have. We don't have a defense, we don't have a midfield. Oh yeah, oh yeah, off, man. Yeah. <laughs> swap in the back. Simple swap in the back. As long as you don't play tellers, we are fine. <laughs> What's that? Well now that you say that, you know he must start on, on, on the champions league on Wednesday. Come on. As long as you don't no, play tellers. We're good to go. Even call back Ashley Young from Aston. He could play Trey at the back if he wants. Um, just well, to be safe. But on that note, on that note, let me wrap up. It was good to have everybody on tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. And make sure you follow the podcast on all streaming platforms and on YouTube or TF4 TV. And we'll see you guys next time on Bias. Thank you for listening to the Bias Brothers Podcast. For more episodes like this, go to Bias Brothers Podcast on your preferred streaming platform and follow us while you're there. Also subscribe to TF4 TV on YouTube and follow the Football Fortress on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Have a nice.